What's up, everyone? How are we doing today on this um, historic Monday? You know, this is a, uh, the, the unique scenario of the things that you do your last first. Here we are. Meaning Pac-12 play starting. Correct. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Is there a prize for that? Yeah, yeah. you get a cup, a cup of coffee. What works so well for you guys to slow down Michigan State's run game? Because that looked like a pretty key to success on Saturday. I think one of the things that probably worked well for us was, number one, just our level of preparation. Our, our, our players are really keyed into being on point when it comes to their preparation, and we really had them ready for the physicality that they had to be able to bring because when you hear about the aura of the, the your, your Big Ten play, it's going to be a physical game. And we, we said we really commanded our guys to where we wanted to be the more physical team in the trenches. So you've got a, some really talented linebackers. It looks like Carson Bruner is really having a nice stretch of play. He's, he's among your leading tackles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and well, you, you, the, the thing that we're doing a lot, and as I tell young men in the recruiting process, that if you come here and you have a chance to play under us, you're going to have a chance to play if you know exactly what to do. And you're seeing that from, from our particular room, having a chance to play five to six, six guys per game. What Carson does very well is his, his level of preparation. He knows exactly what's going on, when it's happening, what's going on, and, and what to do. The, the, the thing that I think he's doing very well, when you look at his efficiency per play, that, that's pretty high. To where, let's say if he's in for 20 snaps, he won't have a chance to get five tackles, five to six tackles. So he's able to be at the point of attack, making his plays at the point of attack. What did you see from Thaddeus Dixon's performance on Saturday? It was great. Um, Thaddeus being able to play some good man coverage or, or good quarters coverage with, with respect to some of the things that we do. It's great to see him continuously taking another step against a quality opponent. But also, um, th th when you can play well and do some good things, that also adds to your confidence level as well. So, so it's great to see him taking another step as we get ready to move into Pac-12 play. It doesn't seem like Did you get an explanation from the officials on the Zion strip sack fumble that was blown dead and wasn't called? What was the communication from them like on that play? Um, you know, it's it's kind of the ebbs and flows of ball. And I think that they looked at it maybe upstairs and, and didn't think as though there was enough evidence to call it a fumble. I, we know what we would have wanted it to be on our end. And I think if anyone had a camera on Coach DeBoer, you knew, you knew what his response was. Uh, and, and we were all, uh, we were the Army standing right behind him. So um, we thought that's what it was, but those are the ebbs and flows of football. So you gotta, you gotta let the play go and, and go be one and all the next play. Did you have something else from before? Oh yeah, I was, I was gonna say, uh, just, he seems like a very confident person when you, you watch him on the field. How does that add to just the rest of the defense as a whole? Well, th 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 those are the things that you want to command your guys to do. Um, we have a philosophy on our end is that preparation creates confidence. So when you can prepare well, your, your swag level is going to be high. You're going to play very confident. And, and then when you have a chance to make some of your plays at the point of attack, that's just going to raise the amount of energy that you have in your confidence bucket. 
So being able to see Thaddeus do some of those things, it, 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 it's great, especially for some of the other players that knows his role was, you know, coming off the bench, being able to get an X, X amount of plays. Did you feel like you guys adjusted at, at safety without Asa and, and Cam Fabiculon? They were good, and the, the one thing that they've been doing, maybe from score one for us, is we, we've been rotating guys in and out a lot throughout the fall, throughout fall camp. So being able to see the, the, what we call the next dog in come in and play, they did a great job. It seemed like that was mostly Vince Nunley. I mean, he got the start, yep. played yep. a lot of snaps. Um, yep. What kind of progression have you sort of seen from him? I know he... You guys were excited about him last year. Yeah, yeah. It, you, you know, when when you're, he obviously came back from injury from last year and during the summer, and the the one thing that you knew is that from a mental standpoint, he could take and do all of the all of the jobs that's needed at the safety position. So he didn't have a lot of action in game one. He came back in game two, played a little more, and then obviously you see here in game three he had to start. So. Um, Initially, he was drinking from a fire hose, but we were able to scale some things back for him and then allow him to go play. And you saw d during the game, his comfort level was really good. As for young players, the one thing we always just have to do is just, you, you always want to work on just the eye discipline for your players. And, and those are the things you always have to work on just with everyone. Is S team behind him uh, before until Asa comes back? Mm -hmm. I, I, th that's how we proceed right now, yes. What has pleased you the most over the first three weeks from the defense? Sorry, what has pleased you the most about the defense over the first three games? I think that when you see the selflessness of everyone on the defense as a whole, uh, we have two elite pass rushers. You may not see it with production in sacks, but you're seeing it with production and hits on the quarterback or quarterback pressures or early throws or, th or an offense having to change their whole scheme around. So you have those guys not getting frustrated with everything. And now that's also turning into a scenario where your pass defense is a lot better also. So, so that's some of the things we've been pleased with. And also us being able to make our plays out in space when it comes to uh, minimizing missed tackles. The things we know we have to continue to get better at is just taking the ball away in all scenarios, not, not just on third down. With that said, is, uh, is Trice probably kind of chomping at the bit to get his first sack? I'm sure everybody you know, doesn't see, the, see him like you coaches do playing well. And the, and you know, the outsiders will say he doesn't have a sack yet, so he must be not having yeah, a no. great year. Yeah. But I, I imagine he's um, probably a little impatient about that. Now, the, 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 one, the one thing that you see from BT is that he is going to be aggressive, active, and attacking 24-7 when he's on the football field. Uh, in, in most football terms, you say his motor runs hot. It does. It runs hot and it runs often. And he's been able to disrupt so many plays in the run game, also being able to disrupt plays in the pass game. He, he is such a good team player. That, that's exactly what the kind of young man you want on your team uh, because he's, he's not going to get frustrated. He knows that he's not going to have to press to try to get to make his plays for his quote-unquote stats. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows where he is, and you'll see offenses, they have to change everything in order to be able to keep him from getting his production. But what they're doing, he's not getting his production, but because they're changing everything, everyone else on the defense as a whole are getting their production. So we're seeing a great team defensive uh, performance. How likely is it Camp comes back Saturday? 
Say it again. How likely is it that Cam Fab comes back this Saturday? Uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty high. The one thing that, that Cam's doing, and probably you know, with respect to injuries, all the guys, is that they're doing everything they can to get back as soon as they can. So um, our expectation is that he'll, he'll be ready to roll. What kind of leadership are you seeing from Edifuan on and off the field? He is someone that you have as a coach on the field. And when you have someone like that that is not just elected captain, but he's a coach on the field, he is putting so many sprinkles into other players on the team at different positions, whether it's offense or defense, to where they're seeing what leadership is all about. Because we have a philosophy in our room that leadership is best coupled with action. So you're seeing him do well on the football field, but also helping bring along other members on the team. So he, he is someone you want on your football team. And most of the time, if you have leaders like that that are playing well, making plays, and leading your team, that's how you have continued um, established traditions on your team, especially when it comes to you being able to experience success. You, you had a post on Twitter, X or whatever, about an hour ago where you highlighted Coach Shepard and kind of the way that he's, he's leading that, that group of wide receivers. I'm wondering from your standpoint, what do you see about the way he coaches them, the way he – you know, instructs them um, that has kind of helped lead to their success. Yeah, but that was kind of a, just a joke because Shep really is not a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told him if I got asked that, I was I was going to say something about it. But no, um, w w when you have a coaching staff where you have some of the elite members in this profession, coaching, mentoring, leading, developing. And, and praying for, for their positions, it's exactly what you want. So the, the one thing that I think that Coach Shep does very well is he does so much for his players away from football to where they trust him with everything and they will do everything for him on the field. And it, it's, you're just seeing the benefits of, of a good person. And we're lucky that he's on our sideline. Anything else for Coach Edge? All right. Thank you. All right. Good morning. How are we doing? Did you have the same feeling going into the Michigan State game that you did last season when you knew on Tuesday that you were going to win on Saturday? It seemed like that's kind of how it played. Uh, we, we felt confident. I mean, we, we felt good about the game plan. Obviously, going out there and doing that in a tough environment is two different things between thinking it and knowing it's going to happen. But uh, we felt great about the game plan and the week the guys had had. I thought it was one of our better weeks of preparation. I thought we took a big step on that. Um, we had a good Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday was pretty good, and Thursday was great. I think the ball was on the ground once on Thursday or something like that. So they they definitely were, were starting to up their game in preparation. Jeremy Bernard scored your first touchdown. I know it's probably situational and all that, but was the fact that he played at Michigan State have anything to do with maybe sending a little message or something? No, it, it didn't, but, man, it felt good. It really did. Cal's defense, they, they gave you some fits on, on the offensive side last year. Uh, what, what are you doing to, to adjust that th this year? Oh, we, we won't adjust. Um, we just know the probably the better things, hopefully, to do this season that can attack some of the weaknesses in their defense. And uh, I thought they did hats off to Coach Wilcox and, and uh, Coach Sermon. They did a great job. They had a good plan, um, tried to keep a lid on it and keep us from being explosive down the field. So they, they really did a good job with that. And then mixing in pressures at the right time. They're 
a defensive staff and a bunch of kids that have been in that system for quite a while. So they're going to have answers and um, some different looks for us for sure. And that's one of the things our guys have to know going into the football game is this isn't a, a team that's in the first year of their system. It's an experienced group. It's a group that can adjust. And so we'll have to we'll have to dig deep and find a lot of different looks for them to look at and and uh, try to confuse them a little bit and see if we can execute at a higher level than we did last year. Obviously, Rome and Jalen and JP were, were really good last year. Yep. Where do you see where those guys have improved this season? What do you think they're better at? Um, Rome physically is just bigger and stronger. I mean, honestly, that's that's one of the big things you see all the contested catches that he makes. Not that he didn't make those last year. I just think he's making them more and more consistently this year. Um, so I, I think that that's a piece that you've really seen. And, and Rome was a big, strong player last year. But this year he's, he's certainly, uh, you know, shown to be a little bit of a bully out there and done a great job. J-Mac, um, I think in some regards, has gotten also the same way. He's gotten bigger and stronger. Um, put on seven pounds of bulk in the offseason and, and is – pretty consistently in that 190 range. So I think that he's playing with a little bit more tempo um, and strength through the course of a game. He doesn't wear down um, as he might have before. And then JP, you know, uh, I, I just think he has gotten so much stronger with his hands and he's such a sure target. I mean, if the ball's in the air, he absolutely has no fear. And, uh, and I think all three of those guys just have made themselves more available to different situations by understanding the whole scope of the offense so that it's just so much easier to put those guys in different positions now where you can switch a guy from Z to H or H to X and, you know, move them around so that people can't just get a beat on. Uh, Rome just plays X and he plays in one spot. And so I think the biggest part has been, you know, those guys creating more depth in their in their knowledge of the offense for Ryan, sure. Ryan, how do you grade the touchdown to Jalen that got deflected. How do you agree? That? Oh, JPs. Yeah, I agree that from Mike's perspective. <laughs> well, I, I have a pretty strict rule. I can't minus a quarterback for a touchdown. So, <laughs> even though it was a tip ball, uh, you, you got to give it to him. So, yeah, it was uh, Q got hung up a little bit on the line of scrimmage, so we didn't get him quite as deep as we wanted to on that one. And uh, Mike was trying to layer that over the the ball. But if you watch that play closely. Um, one of the things that I pointed out to the offense when you watch it, JP is as good as anybody we got at ripping into option and curl windows, and he comes back to the football. So very simple part of playing wide receiver, but you can watch probably any game, Saturdays or Sundays, and see guys that don't necessarily always come back to the ball and tear it out of the air. When you watch JP, he sees the ball in the air, and he runs downhill to the football. And uh, no surprise, you know, it was – not the perfect uh, drop, how you want it to happen, but it's awesome seeing the guys run around and go get the ball. Was that his worst throw of the day? I think it was his riskiest throw for sure. I think it was his riskiest throw. I, mean, I think he had three for sure throwaways. Um, potentially you could say he had four that he had to throw away, and um, I can't remember what uh, – he was like 74% completion. So he was – he was doing a good job, you know, highlighting the guys with the football and giving them a chance. But that was the closest one I thought he had to, to being obviously an incompletion or worse. With uh, Mateo out and um, looks like Bulo got dinged up in the game, your offensive line still in a real state of flux and will that infl impact somebody like the Hatchets? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Landon and Garen both are, are in the mix and, and we're hoping for the best on Juice and we think uh, – you know, he's going to keep working through that. And I know Darren and the staff are still working with him right now to see what he's going to be able to do this weekend. And 
Um, so we'll just keep pushing with that. But yeah, you know, both the Hatchet brothers will definitely uh, figure prominently into the plan. Can you talk about Mateo at all? Uh, Teo is, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's had surgery. I think it's okay to say now he's, um, he's probably going to be a ways out. Coach, there's been so much made about the numbers you're putting up on offense and the offensive efficiency so far this year, but in your mind on a scale of one to 10, where are we at in terms of the potential of this offense? Hmm. Seven. I, I believe that too. We were three of 10 on third down, um, put ourselves in some, really bad positions two weeks in a row where, you know, we, we made the, some of the really, really tough plays look easy and we made some easy plays look tough, you know, and that's what we got to eliminate is just some little stubbing your toe on, on silly penalties that, you know, our first, I think we were 0 for, uh, I don't want to misspeak here. I think we were 0 for 2 on third down at halftime. One was third and 11 and the other one was third and 20. You know, you're not going to probably hit a lot of those. So, those are the situations. We just got to stay out of those, especially getting down in the red zone um, early in the second half and having to kick two field goals. That was wildly disappointing. Um, that's been one of our goals is touchdowns in the red zone. And so I thought that part was was really frustrating. Um, and, and we had some good drives going and some good conversions and um, you know being efficient on first and second down. So it shouldn't have been that hard. So we just made it a little bit hard on ourselves and got to clean that part up. Tackle Rogers, uh, just what you saw, and has he elevated himself on the depth chart, or is that still just a work in progress? There? No, he, he certainly has, and that's been a, a steady process with Tybo. Um, and there's been a little bit of, you know, growth with him just as a person that that had to happen through fall camp into now. And um, I'm really proud of how our staff handled it with him. You know, he's a young guy. Sometimes you forget how young some of these kids are, and and some of the things that they got to work through personally. Um, so that they can be their best. And I think Tybo did a good job of that. He's he's getting a lot better and he's getting more mature and he's got a lot of guys in that locker room uh, to look up to and look to see how to do it right. So uh, I think if Tybo would have come out and had success right away week one and um, not got some of the off-field issues corrected, I don't know if he'd be as far along as he is right now, honestly. So I'm super happy with where he's at. I'm proud of the work he's put in. And um, we expect big things throughout the season. He'll, he'll keep getting better. We satisfied, we satisfied with the progression of the run game last week? Yeah, I thought I thought we did a good job. For the opportunities the guys got, I thought there were some good hits in there that um, we're, we're starting to make do on some people playing with light box. And then even on a couple of pressure looks, we hit a couple of big hits. So, yeah, I was I was pleased with where we, uh, where we ended up. Is it hard to call runs when you're having so much success passing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How frustrated were you on the uh, screen to, to Will, the guy called Ah, uh, that was a bummer. We had man coverage, had everything we wanted. J-Mac just had to run the guy out of there. The other guy went in motion and saw it was man, and he just runs him out of there. We're okay. He's just trying to help the team make a play and got his you know his hands caught up. But, um, yeah, that was a bummer. It was, it was well executed besides that one play. Red zone as well, so that was a big bummer. How much of a weapon is Jack West over to where he can be that release valve in the end of the red zone? Yeah, Jack's uh, just super dependable. You know, you look at the the last one he had right before half, and, um, you know, he was about fourth on the progression, but he was exactly where he was supposed to be. He was quarterback friendly, playing basketball, splitting two defenders. Mike sees him right there and, you know, drops his instep and gets over the goal line. So, and that's, that's kind of Jack in a nutshell. He's good enough to make some really, really good plays, and, um, kind of give you some wow stuff, but he's also able to just be in the right spot at the right time, do what he's supposed to be doing, and and make the play. So yeah, it's 
I mean, I don't think a lot of people know that he's leading our team in touchdowns, which is pretty cool. So after, I mean, he had a hat trick, so it was a good day. Is he a lot better than last year? Jack? Yeah, I think he's definitely improved. Um, uh, not so much in the in the past game. I mean, he's done a great job in that too, but um, I think he's become more of a physical blocker. I, I don't you know, think he's he's a liability at all in pass protection. You know, I think that's something that he's worked really hard to be better at. And so when we are throwing the ball down the field and he needs to be in the protection piece, he can do that and do a really good job at it. So I, I think he's improved a lot. When you guys first got here, you know, there was maybe some thought that, that Jake Hayner might go in the portal and, and look at Washington. And I'm curious just kind of what your evaluation was of the quarterback situation here and what your conversations with Coach DeBoer were around Michael and kind of where he was at in his career and, and when he went in the portal and, and kind of how he fit into your plans when you were you know, very first starting to look at it. Yeah, um, you know, when I first got here, it was pretty clear, not even from a player standpoint, just numbers, right, that it was it was Sam and Dylan. And so one of the first things I did when I got here was met with both those guys and I said, hey, I don't know who it's going to be, um, but we're going to bring in another older quarterback to compete. And we needed to do that. Um, the room was was uh, just needed more guys. Honestly, it needed more older guys with experience. And then, you know, obviously when, when Mike was in the portal, uh, he's a guy that we knew well and um, we believed in his skill set. I mean, it, we felt like the only limitation for Mike has ever been, you know, some of his injuries and getting dinged up and felt like we were going to have a good opportunity to be able to showcase a lot of what he's done, especially in some of the, you know, maybe even some of the things that we'd advanced even since Mike played in 19 with, with Kalen. And, you know, some of the passing emphasis that we had in 20 and 21 thought Mike would fit really, really well with some of the vertical attacks that we had. Had you watched him much or, or discussed him at all with Kalen, like during your time at Fresno? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, That's one of the things, you know, you're, you're lucky when you, you have a year like 2019 and um, Kalen and I obviously have a, a longstanding relationship where, hey, this is working, this isn't, what are you doing? Yeah, hey, I saw that game with, with Mike. He's doing a great job. What, what are you using him for? So, yeah, definitely watched a, a lot of film on him uh, prior to any of this. Ryan, when you have a game personally? that's 35 nothing and you're seeing players dropping like flies all over the field, is there a part of you that says to yourself, i got to get number nine? Yeah, I mean, uh, 35 nothing is, is probably not – quite enough uh you, you just never know and it was so early in the third quarter um but after that second field goal you know that was where we we felt pretty good about where things were at and um I think we had the starters out um uh, I don't know how much time there was left in the third quarter but all the fourth and the third but certainly yeah I think anytime you see that um you have to be wary of that and we we also know that those things happen in the first quarter as well but um, you certainly don't want anything to happen with a game in hand, for sure. Hey, Coach, for you personally, with Michael and the Heisman hunt and doing what he's doing so far, for you, what kind of pride do you take in being a part of this process for him? And what would it mean for you to help them achieve something like that? Oh, yeah. Um, I think anything that Mike, first of all, Mike's demeanor on all those uh, individual awards makes it easy to root for him. Um, I just think back to, I don't know if it was a social media post or what it was, but somebody asked Mike what his favorite throw was during one of the games, and, and he said Demo's touchdown, and that's legit. You know, you see those guys and how they operate every day in the room and Mike's selflessness that way, and he's a humble kid, and um, he's a guy that's kind of been to hell and back a little bit. So to root for him and, 
and see the heights that he could get to is is special. You know, it's special for any kid, but I think, you know, there's obviously an emotional attachment to a guy like Mike and everything that he's done for this place already and, and what he's continuing to do. So it, it's fun to see. You know, I, I, you never want to get caught up in personal accolades, and Mike does such a good job of separating that and putting it by the wayside and focusing on the game plan. Um, but it, it, it is special, and, and I always tell him just we can, we can think about it after the season. We'll wait till then, and that'll be pretty cool. Is there another level he can take his game to? Yeah. He seems to be pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty high level right now. He is. This was uh, this game was the highest I've ever graded him. Um, he played um, not a flawless football game, but um, I knew early on there was a couple of plays that were shot plays that were designed to go down the field, and uh, he went through his progression pretty quickly and, and checked the ball down. And when I see that, I know that he's on point and that he knows exactly where the ball is supposed to be going. He's not trying to force it. Um, and, and he does such a good job of just believing in the system and knowing that there's going to be another opportunity to get the football down the field. And I think that that's what, you know, in this system for any quarterback, that's what feels good is you don't feel like you have to get it down the field on that play because we got more bullets and we'll be able to get to another one. Ryan, um, you guys go up against Taj Davis this weekend. Yeah. And uh, he'll forever be remembered for his catch in that. He will, for sure. Did he feel the need to try and make himself more of a, a number one type receiver, more of a focus guy because – you know, you have such a, you know, a long line of guys here. Well, what did he tell you when he left? Because it must have been a hard decision. It, it was very hard. And I know that uh, Taj, first of all, Taj Davis is a great kid. He, he's a special kid. I'll never forget the play he made at Oregon. It was phenomenal. And that's how I'll always remember him. So uh, there was absolutely no ill will when he chose to leave. And, and you hit it on the head. Um, he was looking for an opportunity to be somewhere where he could be the one and didn't feel like that's exactly what was going to happen here. And, um, you know, we did not want to lose him. Um, we love Taj and, and wish he was still here, you know, but we wanted uh, nothing but the best for him. So at the end of the day, when he made his decision, you know, we all supported him and, and uh, wished him the best. Ryan, when you uh, look at Cal's defense, you see they forced 10 turnovers in three games. What's that make you think? Oh, their guys are where they're supposed to be, and they play hard. You know, uh, a couple good interceptions, location spots that they were underneath throws and catching tip balls and then also forcing fumbles. You know, you see guys running to the football, finishing plays, and trying to get the ball out, you know, and you see guys staying at home on the backside of things. They're disciplined, um, and they play really physical. You know, it's a defensive head coach, and you can see that mentality for sure on, on that side of the football. And, um, I, I think they got a special group. I really do. I think they're corners. They got three corners that play really, really well. Um, a couple safeties that hit pretty hard, and, and uh, we, we think we think they're going to be by far our, our biggest test. What's the staple of a Wilcox coach defense? The staple, schematically or personality, or yeah. um, I, I think that the coverage scheme. I think they do a good job of being in half shells, so they can play, you know, zone to the field and match two guys on the backside three by one. So just having coverage answers, I think that he's he does a great job with that. Him and uh, the whole defensive staff there, I think, do a good job of being creative with some of their coverage schemes. Good. All right. All good. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Good afternoon. Um, no, we had a chance, uh, most of us, to talk uh, after the game uh, Saturday. Uh, it was, uh, you know, fun performance uh, for the guys, uh, just seeing them prepare and and play great on Saturday. Um, it, it it really uh, gives us a lot of momentum and understanding of, uh, you know, what lies ahead and what we're capable of. So I'm proud of the guys and and the way they traveled, uh, the way they prepared, um, and then the performance on Saturday. So um, got a big week this week against Cal. Um, as you all know, uh, they, it, was a, it, was a, it was a fight till the very end a year ago uh, at their place. And, um, you know, they do a great job. They're they're playing physical football on both sides of the ball and uh, do a great job. Their coaching staff uh, coaching those guys up very well. So um, we know we got a, a tough one as we begin uh, Pac-12 season. Questions? Are there any injury updates on Asa Turner and Devon Banks? Devon Banks. Uh, I will – so two guys, um, just kind of give you an update. Um, I know you asked about Mateo earlier too. Uh, Mateo uh, and Devon will be out for the season. So – and then Asa will be, you know, um, kind of week to week. So we'll uh, we'll see. Um, probably doubtful for this week, but uh, you know we'll see as we go along. Uh, he's working very hard to to get back soon, and um, you know you never know. Guys uh, turn the corner at some point, and you know uh, we probably could have used a guy like Fatui uh, on Saturday, um, but. When the game took uh, the shape that it did, um, didn't need to didn't need to play him. Um, expect him to be ready to go again this week. And Camp Fab. Uh, yeah, we expect Camp Fab to be out there this weekend. Yep. Those guys that are out for the season, can you generalize what happened to them? Uh, I mean, I think you kind of know by just where their injuries. I mean, they're both uh, upper body injuries and stuff, and so um, uh, you know, both requiring surgeries. So thanks two years in a row. For this. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. You know, a guy that playing so well, uh, Devon, you know, just brought a lot of energy, uh, you know, plays with some passion and uh, brought juice to our, our secondary those first couple games and uh, was playing really good football. And so you just feel really bad, you know, our, our team, of course, um, but you really feel bad for the individuals and and Devon, uh, you know, is uh, certainly along with Mateo guys that uh, have poured a lot into their preparation to to get ready to play not just this season but Mateo's been doing it for many years here so uh, I feel super bad you know for the situation that they have but uh, these guys are team players uh, you know uh, Devon's out there uh, you know running with the team yesterday you know, doing the things he uh, he could do you know and uh, Mateo sending text messages uh, he did not make the trip you know sending text messages to players and staff and uh, man he loves this team as well how's Jalen doing McMillan yeah I think uh I haven't got an update uh, today uh not much really since Saturday night but I think just kind of where he was at at the time uh, I would expect him to be able to play this weekend um but um yeah we'll see how it, how he feels here today and and tomorrow and Bueller? Bueller, same way exactly. yeah yeah How do you feel Vince not only did in place of Asa in the secondary? It looks like he had a pretty big impact. 
Yeah, I think every snap uh, a guy like Vince and Vince in particular plays, um, he's going to keep getting better. You know, uh, week one to week or week really week two. Um, you know, he got out there and got some snaps in, and and I thought he played better um, this week. And a lot of it again goes back to just preparation and the mindset throughout the course of the week. And he got a lot of reps. And uh, you're, you're, uh, if your mindset's the right where it's supposed to be, and and you're eager to learn and uh, open to being coached up like he is, um, you know, there's uh, there's there's a lot that he's capable. He's long. He he can run, and uh, I liked the way he was coming downhill. Uh, you know, aggressively. Uh, a lot of times, our D line and linebacker swallowed up uh, the tackle. Uh, before he got a chance, but he was right there uh, and in the right spot. So uh, I'm excited about his progress. Coach, what pleased you the most about the performance at Michigan State? Is one thing stood out or a couple things that you were like, that's... Yeah, you know, defensively, just uh, I thought, you know, we stuffed the run, played physical, thought offensively we ran the ball the best we've, of course, done uh, all season physical-wise. Um, I challenged the guys. That was one of the three things that I challenged them going into the game. Uh, and so... We rose to the occasion there, and I think the continual pressure and, uh, you know, uh, definitely the, the takeaway we got uh, early in the game, um, setting us up with a great field position, uh, and then the offense taking advantage of it. And just, you know, guys making plays early in the game on both sides I thought was critical. Uh, you know, took the air out of the stadium um, and just really, you know, allowed us to be us. Um, and uh, we're a pretty good football team when we have a lead um, because both sides of the ball um, to, you know, really can, can play loose and play free. And, uh, you know, our defense can pin their ears back when uh, there's probably a few more pass, uh, pass, pass opportunities. But, you know, stuff in the run and running the football um, is great to see. And I thought our special teams, again, kickoff coverage, starting off the game uh, with, uh, with just, you know, just a dominant performance there. Um, and really teams, I think, are looking to probably have to feel like they got a fair catch, you know, most of them just to get to the 25-yard line right now. Ryan said that that was the highest rated game he had for Mike. You, you've been with him, obviously, for all of them. Was that the highest game he's ever had, no matter what, what school he's been at with you? Yeah, I mean, it's up there. It's, uh, you know, he, he, you know, I think there is, there are always things, uh, you know, where, like Coach Grubb says, uh, you, you know, the sky. He hasn't reached his ceiling yet, but, uh, you know, Mike played really well, you know, and, and I agree with uh, what Coach Grubb said, too, where, you know, when you're going through your progressions and, and he does such a good job of, you know, hitting those shots down the field, but you can call more shots when it's not just, you know, all or nothing and incomplete pass and he's willing to take the check down if the coverage isn't allowing for that shot on that particular call to happen. So, uh, you know, him working through his progressions, uh, checking it down, um, and then those plays ending up in, you know, 10-plus yard gains. Um, you know, he just got a great feel and control of the offense. But, yeah, he was, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure there might be one that he's, he's graded extremely high on. But the, the production um, at that clip that he was on uh, was pretty impressive. And the long, the long one to Rome out of the end zone, the 50-yarder. It didn't look like Rome really had any real separation from the corner. But he's obviously a matchup problem physically for anybody. How open does a receiver need to be before you feel comfortable with Mike just let it fly? Yeah, you know, we say KYP and it's know your personnel, right? And when you got 6'3 out there and, uh, you know, you can throw it up um, and it's one-on-one, -on -one, uh, Mike sorting out, you know, where the defenders were at. Um, throwing it up uh, to, to Rome and let him go up and get it and make an uh, attack on the ball, um, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's awareness. 
of uh, you know the play, the defense, the defense, uh, your personnel. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, I think you'd see them just throw that ball up over the top. But the, the DB had kind of high side leverage uh, or coverage on, on Rome. And so, you know, not overthrowing because that's where the defender's at was key. And uh, Rome just going up and uh, high pointing the ball. Um, he did, he's, doing, he's doing that a lot right now. So it's fun to see that. You made mention of the run game a minute ago. Why do you think it kind of clicked on, on Saturday and you got the amount of production that you, you did? Yeah, I think there's. Uh, I think everything goes full circle, right? I mean, you're going to see pass game and then a defense that's going to going to just try to take away those explosive plays. And now you got to, you know, <coughs> run the football. Um, you know, we hit we hit an explosive there too. Thought uh, the scheme was great. I think our guys' execution of it uh, was was the best it's been. Uh, a lot of times, it's just one block that uh, is missed. Uh, you know, between a three and a in a 20-yard gain, and uh, we were getting those blocks, and we've just continued to work at it um, and stay focused on, on continue to get better every day. Um, and then, you know, I think Dylan Johnson did a really nice job early um, being physical, uh, running through some arm tackles, sticking his foot in the ground, getting vertical. Um, you know, he was a load to, to bring down, uh, you know, there in the first drive or two and set the tone of, you know, hard yards in the red zone where he's carrying a couple defenders for two or three extra yards and uh, got Tybo involved. I think you see kind of what we saw in Tybo uh, from the beginning and really need to see him, um, you know, turn that burst on when he had those opportunities, whether it be down the sideline or right down the middle of the field, um, you know, being very decisive, you know, considering it was really his first action ever at the college level. Uh, Will Nixon and uh, the other guys as well, you know, being available and ready. When, uh, when you inherited this team, you got Eddie, but you got him injured. And you got Tupatala and ZTF, some pretty good players. Now you're going to go up against Jackson Sermon, who was part of the crew. And then last year at UCLA, you played a lot too. All these guys are first or second team, all back 12 guys. Is it a little mind boggling that they were all together at one point? Yeah. I know how football will tear you yeah. apart, but could you talk about that if you thought about you know, they were four and eight with all these guys yeah. in, in some kind of capacity. Yeah, those are some really good players. Uh, and, uh, you know, this week with facing uh, Sermon, um, man, he just – you can tell he he runs the show and uh, he's got some good players around him too, for sure. Um, but he really is always in the right spot. Uh, just you can tell he's heady, um, plays really hard, can do it all, just stopping the run, you know, uh, can get, get back in coverage. And so – um, yeah, you know, it'd be it'd be great to have him here, but we don't have him. And so, uh, you know, he's uh, he's uh, obviously doing great things there with uh, with his family and and uh, playing some good ball and leading a really good defense that uh, we're going to face this weekend. That would have been really a challenge to try and find two starters out of hey, I had Carson Brunner to that bunch and mm -hmm. trying to pick, you know, trying to tell somebody I'm going to start him instead of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's and we got that going on right now too a little bit. We, we feel great about what Raylan Goldforth's doing, Carson, uh, Zoe, um, you know, and obviously Eddie, and so then keeps going too. I mean, even Devin, Devin Bryant, and uh, you know, those guys are all you know, there's six of them doing a really good job. Did you get any explanation on the the strip sack on their first possession? Yeah, just that the the video apparently you know um, wasn't showing enough proof that. Uh, that they could overturn it, you know, and uh, you know, kind of how it works is, is the call is made, and 
you know, they'll review it, right? Because there was obviously a, a potential that it was a fumble, but it was ruled down um, and not a fumble. Um, the review is happening, and I'm standing usually next to the official, you know, and and they'll give me an indication of what they're hearing even from uh, the replay. And, um, you know, for, even for us, fortunately, I felt like we caught a break, and, and I can call timeout to give them more time. You just risk the, the loss of uh, the challenge and how that would uh, be a timeout that you would lose. So, um, fortunately, Michigan State called a timeout, and so that elongated the time. And even during that time, um, you know, they just really felt like there wasn't enough proof. But, you know, I know I saw it coming right at me. It felt like the ball was certainly popped loose and, you know, watching the TV copy. Um, I guess my thoughts really haven't changed much. So, um, but, uh, you know, just that's the way it goes. And I guess I credit our our defense uh, just for responding. And and a lot of times when you miss an opportunity, especially for a takeaway, um, you know, a ball goes through your hands or something like that and a pick. Um, could have been the case, um, you know, sometimes in games you see the next player to the offense, the other team, you know, taking advantage of the second chance they're getting. And our defense really didn't give them that second chance, that drive or any other drive. So uh, really proud of the way they responded. Um, they didn't worry about it. They didn't worry about the call. Didn't really see anyone arguing anything uh, from our player standpoint. I'm proud of them for doing that. At the end of the day, it's all about winning games. But what do you make of the offense, numbers, the numbers, efficiency, and all that stuff that you guys have been putting up in the first three games? Yeah, it's, uh, it gives you a lot of confidence, you know, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that uh, people are having to defend in a lot of ways or, you know, schemes uh, that, that we're running. Um, so it just keeps building on itself. You know, the more games we play, the more film that's out there and the more ways uh, that we attack the field or, or a defense. And so um, it's just good. It just continues to build on itself. And, uh, you know, that's uh, – it's, it, you're only as good as your last game, though. So we got to go back to the drawing board and, uh, you know, put a great game plan together, which I know our offensive staff will do. And uh, our guys will buy into it again this next week, um, you know, and uh, we go execute. That's the key. Go execute and just do the fundamental things. We got talented enough players to where if they just do what they're capable of and stay within themselves, um, you know, we're going to we're going to have successful days, you know, and you're going to have big days like we had on Saturday. And of course, as we go through the Pac-12 season, I mean, we know we're going to face some from pretty some pretty stout stout defenses, and so um, that's fun because you get to push to your limits. Are you surprised that you didn't have a situation like that in the, in the, in the preseason, sorry, non-conference season, where you weren't basically challenged in the final half of the games? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember looking at the season, the schedule a year ago. Um, when I got here before we even started last year's season and seeing Boise State at home and and uh, did you know Tulsa knew they were going through some transition there, but uh, um, and then Michigan State on the road and thinking okay this uh, 2023 uh, non-conference season is going to be a grinder you know and uh, you know I just again credit our guys they haven't looked past anyone week one week two week three they were the each they were each uh, their own individual weeks we prepared very well we continue to get better um, hopefully three weeks from now we don't even look like the same team that we are now. You know, we got to challenge ourselves to get better because we know that's what the teams are doing uh, that are expecting to win championships down the road. Caitlin, you, you guys and Cal are two teams that have been part of Pac-10, Pac-12, Pac-8, PCC, whatever, from, for over 100 years. Being that this is the conference opener, do you make mention of that this week? Do you put it in context for your guys at all? I guess we'll, 
do you, do you think about the history of it in any way personally? No, not really. Not really. I think it's it's all about just having the chance to compete in, in this game um, and how that sets up to, to compete, you know, and make each game uh, throughout the course of the season against all these uh, other great um, programs uh, this year um, that are playing at a high level. Um, each game, you know, the, the stakes, you know, come greater um, if you take care of business week one and then worry about week two. You know, I was wandering through the stadium before the game, and I could hear that pregame show from the Michigan State side. They were talking about Mike's uh, uh, injury history and could he stay healthy. And I got to thinking, you know, he played 20 games at Indiana in four years. He's about ready to match that in about a season and a half at Washington. So I guess the answer is yes, he, he can stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. Is it, you know, I got to thinking about maybe some of the reasons. I know luck plays a lot into it, but. You know, he maybe has a better offensive line out here, too, and he's got a, maybe a different offense, even though you were there for a while. But just the fact that he's – he just hasn't even come close to getting hurt since mm -hmm. he's been out here. Mm -hmm. And it just must be a whole different environment. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, that you play the percentages, right? I don't care what position you're at when, when you're – being hit or hitting people more, your chances of injury go up, right? And um, that certainly, um, I think maybe, like you said, uh, there's some some protection uh, that is is happening up front. And uh, you know, there were some times that they were uh, in his lap uh, this even this last Saturday. Um, but uh, we're doing a pretty good job, and he's doing a really good job of understanding the importance of having everyone on the same page to have the protection and no one coming, coming scot-free, you know, and, uh, and, and getting a hit on him, you know, it's going to happen, um, because it is football. Um, but, uh, you know, he's built up his body. He's, you know, five, six years into it now and, uh, really understands uh, the importance of an off season. And he's had that too. You know, that's the other thing. He didn't have those off seasons at his younger years, and now he's had that. And so uh, I think that's really helped him uh, build his body up, you know, from uh, head to toe. And, uh, you know, you see the strength, you know, in his throws. You know, you see all those little things becoming better uh, because of the work he's put in. Build up. All right. Thank you. Thanks, yep. Thanks, Coach. Yep.